2: The game plan and, oh, are we stacked this week as we count down to the start of the Women's College World Series. Here is what's on tap this week. Well, first of all, in this episode, you're going to hear all of our interviews from our post-game show after the Sooners clinched a spot in the Super Regionals on Saturday against Northwestern. You'll hear from Nicole Mendez, Kaylee Clifton, Mariah Lopez, Sid Romero, and Joss Allo. That's all coming up here in just a bit. And then we're going to drop a special episode on Thursday as a countdown to the start of the Women's College World Series. So you will hear from JT Gasso and Reagan Rogers as we get ready for Oklahoma and Alabama on Thursday night in Game 1 of the Women's College World Series. But unfortunately, we also have to talk about the early end for the OU baseball season. Sooners left out of the postseason. Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners, joins us in t I mean, we, we really haven't had a chance to look back on the Big 12 tournament or even uh, being left out. So y- y- you can't help but obviously be frustrated. But overall, how do you kind of feel about the way things ended for Sooner Baseball?
1: Well, I wasn't surprised that they didn't get in. I, You know, we kind of stuck with the same prediction for the last month of the season that they needed to get to 35. I think maybe 34 wins might have been good enough if they had won one game in Oklahoma City, in hindsight, it looks like the committee was, was eager to put another Big 12 team in, and unfortunately they went with TCU. So uh, they needed a good showing in Oklahoma City and didn't get it. And it wasn't just that they lost both games, but they lost them both uh, in a lopsided fashion. Uh, so uh, it's, a, it's unfortunate. That, you know, they didn't hit the ball Well, in Oklahoma City, anyway, they didn't pitch it well. Uh, They had that one horrific inning against TCU, in which they gave up 14 runs in the fourth, Um, and that was pretty much their season. And you just kind of felt at that moment when that inning was unfolding, because they were leading the game before that, one nothing, and Nathan Wiles was pitching well. He had given up one hit, I think, through the first three innings and struck out five, and it looked like he had his good stuff and this was going to be a good day. Oklahoma was uh, knocking around the TCU starter a little bit. They weren't scoring much, but they were hitting the ball hard on him. And then all of a sudden the fourth inning came along, and uh, it was kind of like our pregame show that day, Chris. I didn't think it was ever going to end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were ever going to get three outs. But, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It's um, They had a really nice start to this year. They went 21 and four, I think, when they went up to Stillwater for that first non-conference bedlam game, and had a really good start to conference play. They were four and zero to start Big 12 play, but uh, from that point on, um, they couldn't find traction. Um, they they blew some late leads against Texas Tech and Oklahoma State that really hurt them. Had a chance to sweep Texas there in the final series and couldn't get it done. And with all that said, they still had a chance in Oklahoma City to just you know have a Shows some signs of life, and I think the committee would have would have put them in, but they didn't do it. So did did TCU uh, getting in make
2: did TCU getting in make you think that had they potentially even just won that game that we're still playing this weekend? Sure, yeah,
1: Me too. yeah. I you know my argument all along for them was if the Big Twelve is the number two RPI conference, that maybe the the committee will look and say these guys deserve more than four teams consciously or subconsciously you can't have three schools they're hosting and only get four teams in the field and Oklahoma all along was that logical next team in line you know they had an RPI in the high 30s when when they played that game the other day OU's RPI was at I think 40 41 and TCU was at 75 or 76 and TCU by winning that game and the next one against Baylor climbed up into the fifties, they climbed almost 20 spots and OU dropped just a couple, but OU was all along kind of the logical next team. And I think if they had won that TCU game, that um, there was a really good chance that they're, they're a three seed somewhere right now, but they lost by 12. So the opposite happened.
2: Obviously disappointed, but this team is loaded heading into 2019 with names like Levi Prater and Cade Cavalli coming back. There'll be some holes to replace, but should be a very exciting 2020 for Skip Johnson and the Oklahoma baseball team. All right, let's head back to Marita Hines Field on a Saturday night. The Sooners eliminated Northwestern, and for the fourth straight season, they're headed to the Women's College World Series. Here is a rundown of all of our guests that we talked to afterwards, starting with center fielder Nicole Mendez, who had a nice weekend and is back for the third straight year for her in the Women's College World Series. Let's start with Nicole Mendez. Nicole Mendez joins us live on the postgame show. Can you take us through your emotions and your energy right now? You spent a lot of energy trying to keep this crowd fired up in center field today, didn't
3: you? I did, I did. But I knew that this was going to be our last game on our field, especially for these seniors, and I wanted it to be the most special memory for them. I wanted it to be everything that we've worked for this season and more, and it was.
2: All you've known is trips to the World Series, so how special is this one with this senior
3: class? It's so special to end their regular season here at home. The way that they started is incredible, and it's something that we've wanted to give them, not just for them, but for everyone on the team.
2: What was the key to getting the bats going today for you guys, Nicole?
3: The energy. The energy was in the dugout, and that started it. And we got out, and we hopped on top first. And it was fast, and it was fun. Well,
2: congratulations. Enjoy the trip up I-35. Should be a fun week, right?
3: Yep. All right. Thanks, Chris.
2: That's Nicole Mendez. Sid Romero, you got time to join us live on the radio? Congratulations. Um, So did you know that you had set the doubles record in your last at bat?
3: Um, Right when I hit it, because I saw that you guys tweeted out yesterday. And then right when I hit it, I was like, I was going kind of pump so I was like, all right, that's the way to go out. You know finish? I was pumped, yes.
2: Did it ever register for you at all that, you know, this was going to be at 4-zip, maybe not, but as it got to 5-zip, 6-zip, 7-zip, did it kind of start to register that this could have been your last home game?
3: Um. Yes, I didn't want to look too far ahead because Northwestern's a great team. So um, it did register a little bit in that last inning. I was like, wow, like this is it. This is my last time on this field. So, yeah.
2: Your home run and Jossie's home run—I don't think they've landed yet—but it was—it was a really good at bat. Can can you take me through that at bat because it really started to jumpstart things for this team?
3: Yeah, I was just trusting my plan. Um, I don't know. I kept switching speeds during that at bat and just sitting different speeds, and then it came. So that was my plan. All right.
2: I, I know you want to go and celebrate, but can you take me through that feeling? Four straight years tearing down the panel, taking it to home plate, and exiting at one thirty-two A. a 132A. How does it feel?
3: I mean, that's tradition. That panel's just tradition, and. I'm so pumped we get to go back to OKC and end our season there. Regardless of the outcome, that's where we want to end it. Hey,
2: congratulations. Good luck this week. Thank you. All right, that's Sid Romero. Congratulations Sid. Cece, real quick, congratulations. You're going back to the Women's College World Series, fourth straight year. Emotional day?
4: Um,
3: a little bit. That last sitting, it was just kind of like, wow, this is like our last time ever playing on this field. But it was like, it was a good feeling.
2: You know, earlier this year, you know, it, it kind of hit me a couple of times So where it's like, wow, this senior class and this is going to be it. Don't leave Mariah, I said, and this is going to be it. But can can you kind of take me through what clicked today at the plate for this team and what clicked for you and how tough it was to keep those emotions in control at times when this started to get to 5-zip and 6-zip and 7-zip?
3: Um, I think we just, we did a good job of coming in with a different game plan today and being more aggressive early. And um, I also think everyone realized what was at stake and one more went away from going to OKC so that might have like lit a fire in everyone a little bit more and uh, we're just having fun with it so.
2: Final thought the excitement of going back to OKC four straight years what does it mean to you?
3: I mean it means the world to me this program and this team has been so solid and so consistent um, that just shows the type of players and the type of um, work Coach Gasso puts into us every single day just to get back there four years in a row so. Congrats Captain. Thank you.
2: Alright that's Clifton now we'll wrap things up down on the field with Mariah, congratulations! You thank were rolling out there. What was clicking you. for you?
5: Um, I mean, I was just trying to keep, the, you know, everyone and our offense and defense in the game. Um, just getting us in to score some runs. So, I mean, I was just trying to be, I guess, uh, efficient is kind of my keyword this year. Just being efficient out there on the mound.
2: So, when you're being efficient and you fall behind on a few counts, you know, it, how do you not let yourself get down? You're, I, I'll say, I love your attitude this year. I mean, it's not like you've ever had a bad one, but nothing really seems to bother you out there right now.
5: Yeah, I mean, we've done a lot of work with um, Sam, our strength coach, and uh, the pros here to work a lot as a staff to, um, you know, change our mindset out there on the mound. And um, I give a shout out to them just because we've we've changed the way we thought out there. And, um, you know, we're having pretty positive self-talk and things like that. So I think that's what's really helped for our staff and for myself included, um, just going out there and just, I mean, just letting it kind of roll what does it
2: do for you when your offense is clicking like it did today?
5: Um, it feels pretty good. I mean, you, you get to go out there and just kind of work on a few things and uh, pitch more confidently and freely, so it's really nice.
2: This is your third straight, third year here, your third straight trip to the Women's College World Series. It's hard to compare, but this one is uh, this one's pretty special, the adversity of last week. Kind of take me through what this means to you.
5: Um, it means a lot, especially to our staff. I'm really excited to see what we're capable of, and, uh, I mean, we're going to the big, you know, the big stage here, so – um, it's going to be really exciting, and I'm excited to see what uh, what, what comes with it.
2: Is your little brother coming to Oklahoma City. We need our help on the broadcast. You know.
5: <laughs> yeah, he uh, he pro- <laughs> he probably is going to beg to come now. But yeah, definitely the whole fam will be there <laughs> helping out.
2: Hey, can you can you just wrap up with? I'm I'm keeping you away from pulling no, tarp right. here. Um, can you take? Take me through what it means. Your mom's here. I know it's not a short trip yeah. from Saugus, but to have that family support that you have.
5: Um, it's really nice. My family is very sports-oriented. Um, most people have never even seen my dad, and some people have never even seen my mom. <laughs> um, there's four of us, so we're all over the place. But um, the support I have from my family and my siblings really means a lot to me, and them coming out and coming out here to watch the games. They don't get to come to a lot, but, I mean, they're here, and it means a lot to me that they're here.
2: Congratulations. Proud of you. Great job. Thank you. That's Mariah Lopez, who gets the win today. All right, even though she's working turf duty, let's try to talk to Jocelyn before we get out of here. Jocelyn's pulling the turf. I'm getting you out of turf duty, Josh. Congratulations. Take me through the home run. How good did it feel off the bat?
4: It felt great just kind of to get that one out of the way. But it felt good just to like get myself back on track again after that regional.
2: You know, what's kind of crazy is I don't know. I know you don't care about numbers, but you're hitting like over 500 with, f- I think, three, four home runs in super regional play. What is it about this time of year now that has helped you find another level?
4: I think just the postseason is the kind of moments that I live for. And I've been watching it my whole life and I've always dreamed of being in that moment. So just kind of owning the moment and not making it too big.
2: So for you, you've overcome some adversity this year. Is this a pretty special feeling right now?
4: It is. It's very special. Just uh, the struggles that the struggles that I went through this year definitely made me the kind of player that I am in postseason, but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. I was
2: talking about family with Mariah. Your family's awesome, too, and that Polynesian Jessica did a feature this week on what that means to you. Your dad's your biggest fan, Facebook Live and things. How, how special is that support?
4: Oh, it's so awesome. Just uh, to have them uh, be able to watch every game, whether it's in person or on Facebook, uh, the TV, so I just appreciate everything that they do for me and everyone who supports me back home. Hey, go celebrate. Thank you. Thank you.
2: That's right, Jocelyn Allo. All right, so tons the rest of the week. With the game on Thursday, we're going to bring you a special game day edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. You'll hear from JT Gasso. You'll hear from Reagan Rogers. Then on Friday... Well, we're playing late. We played eight thirty, so we'll bring you some of our post game, and we'll get up. A, we'll get up a very early episode on Friday morning that hopefully we'll be looking forward to a winners bracket game against either Florida or Oklahoma State. So, eight thirty Thursday night. Can't wait! Thanks for downloading and joining us for the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until tomorrow's edition with JT Gasso. Have a great start to your week and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has
1: been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at SoonerSports.TV slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OUOnTheAir.